to me. Um, but no, I'm excited to have you on. So um, yeah, it should be a good conversation um, to really dive into, um, geez, 25 plus years. Does it feel like 25 years it, or has it been more? Are you, are, you, <laughs> are you shedding off a couple of years? Cause I can only imagine when you were, you know, a creator, always a creator. When you're younger, you're already thinking about things. So yeah, no, it, it's, it's, you know, it's been, I think the journey has been a up and down journey. So I'd say there's some years I'm like, wait, it's already been five years. And other times like, good, no, it's only November. Right. So it's, it's one of those things where there's a level of this in this industry is exciting. It's interesting, but it, it takes a lot out of you. It does take a lot out of you for sure. Yeah. Well, let's dive into it because hopefully we can cover, uh, I think, your your long journey and also amazing journey here, too. You know, I always say that this podcast is really to give, you know, individuals their flowers. And I think that you've done so much, not only for the industry, but you continue to pay it forward. Um, definitely um, in your current role um, as executive director at uh, VCU Brand Center. So on today's show, we have a 25 plus year vet in the game that has done amazing things. When we think about individuals that have truly set the foundation when it comes to marketing, advertising, and PR, this is a name that you will hear, and that is Dr. Ben Graves. Welcome to A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. Hey, it is an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Thank you. It's great to be here. Absolutely. You know, this season, we're actually partnering with Ad Color, um, and so Tiffany R. Warren, as well as myself, <laughs> We sat down to think about the list and the wide array of individuals. You can imagine we had board members and we had honorees and we also had uh, futures. And a fun fact about you is that you were the first change agent at the award show. Um, what do you remember about, I guess, your time at Ad Color, but then also that time in your career? Wow. You know, I, and a shout out to Tiffany. Because I, I just think about when she was putting ad, so I'm that old, right? So she was putting together ad color. Um, she was working on the agency side at the time, and she had this idea and this vision. Um, and I'm always the skeptic, for good or for bad. I'm always like, really, you doing this thing? For what? Why are you, Tiffany? What? <laughs> and she pursued it. She pushed it. There is no person, like, I don't think she even knew what it could be and what it would become. Um, that is the sheer power of her will, uh, of making that happen. But for me, then when I got nominated and chosen, I was like, oh my gosh, close my pearls. So I went from <laughs> not be like going, really, this is what to, oh my gosh, this is a really an important thing. And I think, um, especially back then it was an honor because there weren't other ways for us. I think today folks talk about show your blackness, show your black joy, having podcasts like this to be able to speak your truth. That wasn't there. So ad color was one of those roses in the concrete that, that popped up and, and helped people just feel good and feel good that they weren't alone in the struggle. So um, that's where that was for me, for sure. It was just a, a pure honor. I love that. I love that. And, you know, talking about, you know, pure honor, I think that when we think about, um, you know, honoring individuals in this industry, you are no stranger to, I think, some of the awards that you have received. Um, 
most recently, I think that there's been a lot of conversation about the value of, I think, so many of these different award shows that we continue to um, hear, many that, you know, I'm, I'm sure our listeners are familiar with. But what is the um, significance of industry awards to you today, taking a step back? And also, too, as now, you know, you have students that you're ultimately, um, you know, leading into the industry. What's the value that should be placed on the awards outside of just doing amazing work? I, I think I think it's recognizing people for their time and skill. Um, advertising is actually an industry of folks that are behind the scenes. And so that creative work, that strategy work, all of those people are rarely recognized because you're doing your work for your client. So yeah. I think industry awards are important. I think it's really, I think there's only a few that people like, here are the key awards. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I think there's a lot of awards now. I think there's a lot of categories now, <laughs> um, which, which makes it a lot harder. Um, and it's become kind of an industry of its own. But I do think the idea of recognizing people for the work that they put into what we do is absolutely key and absolutely important. Um, and there is a value to it. Some of the value is for your own personal satisfaction. I think the rest of it, uh, the other part of it is the value that the industry does put on it and still does put on it. Yeah. I appreciate that. And yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that you want to really kind of dive into the awards that that you feel, um, you know, really have that that credibility there um, because award season is really, really huge. Now, you're, I would love for you to take us back to the very first agency experience that you had. Where was that at? <laughs> first real agency. So BBDO in New York. BBDO in New York. I, um, yeah, so I... Started there, I was a MAPE intern and um, started there for a short stint. Actually, I'll say the first time I applied to MAPE, I didn't get in because of some stuff that was happening at my undergrad school, but I'm glad that I got in later because I could work at BBDO. Um, that experience was great. It was hard because back then BBDO was the number one award-winning agency doing all the things. Um and, you know, there weren't a lot of people that looked like me. I mean, there were three folks. Um, and I'll tell you how that impresses you when you walk into that environment. Because I remember the the two women that were there when I started, Glennis Newwalker and, sorry, Glennis Johnson and Anissa Newwalker were the two people there when I started. And these are two people who helped lift me up while I was there. And showing how networking is important, how you got to look out for folks. And, but that experience was a, a hard one. I learned a lot. Um, it was a trial by fire and, you know, I, I owe a lot to that experience. Yeah. Now at that moment, I think it's hard to miss that, you know, um, a program such as MAPE is really about mentorship and really like paying it forward. At that early stage of your career, did you always see yourself ultimately going into education uh, later on in your career? You know, uh, so yes, and I never thought it would happen. So it's a very odd thing that it, it worked out the way that it had. Um, my focus, you know, I want to be an art director. I want to be a creative and advertising. I want to do all the things. And while I was saying that, you know, early in my career, there was a struggle and, and it's, you're fighting an uphill battle. And... Mm -hmm. All of us are trying to get our work shown. And, and I was 
feeling resistance to that, right? Like there, there are folks who don't want you to succeed. There are yeah. situations that you see and, and I think about it now, like literally here's a prime example. I won't call names, but literally I had a creative director at my agency, my first agency, do you talk about my first agency experience that had like a, I think it was about seven foot by seven foot picture of Aunt Jemima on the back of his wall in his office. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but okay. So when people talk, you know, I, I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> so that, that was, those were the kinds of things that no one's, you know, not everything is verbal. Right. And so, um, there are things like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay in this industry and, and, and I don't know if I'll, and so I started to take graduate school, take some programs, started thinking about maybe I should pursue this education piece a little more. I was then lucky to find some real allies, some real supporters in my career mm -hmm. that helped me navigate much of that stuff. Because back then too, if you became a disruptor or you were kind of put out, now today disruption is a great word, but if you were seen as a disruptor, you would be kind of sidelined and your career would, you would never go anywhere. And so I had some folks guide me through that and, and really am grateful for that because I wouldn't have been able to have the career that I did. I, but also um, they encouraged me to stay in school while I was working because like you always want a, a fallback and we need educators that know the industry, not just educators that read a book. Yeah. I mean, what does that, what does that stem from though? I think when you, when you mentioned disruptor and like what does that stem from to put that on someone i i briefly met you you know ad color in passing i think we said hello and also reading your background but you you just seem like an innovative amazing person so what i mean yeah I, but but um, you're still a person of color in the industry right and so i mean that is the reality you know, I and and not a bad. I wouldn't trade this for any <laughs> world, yeah. baby. This is this is where culture sits. Yeah, and and it, and it, but just like you see it when I walk in the room, so do they, right? And because of that, there are situations where it's hard. It's hard, and and people judge you by even you if even if you make the same decision as someone else it is perceived differently mm -hmm. like oh you know this guy man he blew up everything that's so disruptive we love that or yeah. hey that guy came in here he disrupted everything he's got to go right and so <clears throat> you carry a burden especially the more senior you get because you are scrutinized in different ways and criticized in different ways and aren't given a lot of the same um grace and, and and credit that other folks get and you got to suck it up because if you yeah. then speak up then you're disruptive again so you can't win that battle you know it's <laughs> it's, it's it's you know and so it's trying to figure out how can i share my ideas how can i work with people and know just because i don't agree with you i'm not a threat just exactly. because I, and trying to let people know I'm a team player. I don't, it doesn't have to always be about Van. I, you know, I got a great note from someone who was on a team of mine uh, just recently. And they thanked me. It's like, you spent the time to work with us where no one else would. And it was really one of those things like, 
that's important to me. That's, you know, I don't need the accolades. I mean, or, or at least I would say I don't need the public accolades. Small, quiet ones like that are amazing to me, and I love those. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think that's very much so, you know, that reality to where you can have a, a, a lot of people even questioning themselves or even, you know, self-doubt to where you're not you're not doing anything to intentionally, you know, be this quote unquote disruptor, but that's the way that it's being perceived. But you're just doing your job and you're doing a damn good job at that. So um, I appreciate you shedding light on that. Um, when it comes to education, I think that it is very hard to deny, I think, your passion for it as well as um, overall your educational journey is outstanding. Howard University, the Pratt Institute, Harvard University, the University of Pennsylvania, I'm sure that that doesn't mention the other educational uh, you know, uh, endeavors that you have pursued. We're living in a day and age to where not only since it's the beginning of the year, are there a lot of people... Uh, uh, revisiting, I think, uh, training as well as um, education opportunities, but then also a lot of people even questioning to potentially go back to school. What would be your advice on those individuals that are in their career to where they don't necessarily want to step away from their career, um, but they're thinking about going back to school? What advice would you give them on some things that they should consider uh, prior to making that jump? Because it could be very scary for some, but between massive layoffs as well as this being the beginning of the year, I think that would be great for a lot of our listeners. Yeah, I think that right now, you know, it's tough out there, right? It, it really is. Uh, we're, we're coming off of a, a hard economy. We are dealing with political strife. And all of these things impact what we do. Um, uh, this is a great question. I, I think that really my advice to folks would be you have to find – we all need to keep learning. I mean, we're in a world where we're fighting. We're also dealing with AI as a competitor, but also as a tool. And yeah. so you can't focus on what you're doing right now and standing still and just that piece of your crap. So you always have to be educating yourself, whether that be a formal education or not. You know, you, you have to make that decision for yourself. I, I also think that as much as I think the individual needs to be flexible educational institutions need to be flexible as well. Um, making sure that there are opportunities that are not as expensive or more accessible, um, which those are things that we're working on right now at the Brand Center, um, online courses. Um, it's also understanding how you learn. Some people can't learn. Like, I'm horrible online. I am. A, you don't want band graves in one of your classes online. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> Okay, and so it's also knowing knowing yourself and knowing your your skill set and what's good for you and how you learn. Are you an auditory learner? Are you a visual learner? Are you a tactile learner? And making sure that as you think about, huh, I need to upskill or retrain. How do I want to do that? And I'm always a, I'm a big believer in start with the hard skills. Mm -hmm. You know. Hey, I need to, you know, I, I want to learn how to use AI. I'm going to take that class on prompting. Then learn the hard skills and then learn the soft skills around that. Making sure that you are also, you know, you feel comfortable in the room. So now I've got the job, but I can't present. So look at your education as your own individual journey to, to fill the gaps that you may have in your own career scape, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think so for sure. It's it's really un understanding what type of 
a student you are. And then I think after that, going after it. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, so as we mentioned, 25 plus years, I have to ask you this question. We always ask this question um, on the podcast because it's our reminder to everyone listening to take your out of office days or unlimited vacation. What was the last great vacation that you went on, Van? Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's an amazing question. What was the last great vacation I went on? What did we do? So I've got I've got uh, two little ones here. And so I would say like my I had a staycation. So I'm not as okay. excited as most folks. So I had a staycation with them and just hanging out with them. And my daughter loves to paint. And just so finger painting with her and just playing around the house and my son going outside and playing basketball with him. So we hung out at home and it was probably the best experience. Um, right. so you talk about 25 plus years. They're the ones that are keeping me young. And yes. they're the ones. That so when you say 25, I'm like, good Lord, has it been that long? But yeah, you know, so, so I, you know, I don't necessarily take the big vacations, the small ones. I, I really um, enjoy and, and have a blast doing. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So you are at, I mean, you are at the forefront of the future of um, our industry. That's definitely the way that I see it. When I think about schools, and I say this also too, as an educator, um, I had a run at Miami Ad School and I'm a graduate of Savannah College of Art and Design. So very familiar with the portfolio experience, but what advice would you give to leaders, you know, as you see a lot of your students graduating um, in terms of their overall approach of fostering new talent? You know, is there anything that you're seeing um, today that you're like, hey, this probably isn't the best way to, you know, approach it? Obviously, a lot of leaders, you know, they want to be open minded and, you know, really bring in those bright ideas. But as students are graduating from Brand Center, what are some things that you would um, kind of tell um, executives and hiring managers to to definitely be mindful of to well, make sure that person is successful? Well, I think there's two things. One, for on, on the side of the the managers, I think it's harder today than it's been in the past to actually take the time to train people. You know, back you know you could watch somebody for years and learn under them, and that's what the industry was. It was a lot of for lack of a better word, apprenticeships. Like you would, you could see the craft being done. Your boss doesn't have that time now because they're doing and managing. And that, I mean, I, I hats off to them. And for those who can actually find the time to do it, mm -hmm. uh, be honest. We're, we're also in a world, and, it's, and nowadays it's tough. I have to be honest with you. It's tougher to be honest with your teams because sometimes you giving a, a critical view or explanation about positive, you know, positive but critical review of work. Some folks take it sense personally and they're sensitive about it, but pressure produces diamonds. You really have to give that hard, truthful feedback or that person doesn't grow. They won't get better. And if you're like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to spare their feelings and you, but uh, I'm not saying hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm saying, Explain to them. I go in. Eh, why do you look like that? No, I, I really think it's more of, hey, I'm giving your work this feedback, and I'm giving this feedback to ensure that you can improve this work, um, yeah. and making sure that in being true mentors of the work and helping young talent being cultivated, and also on the talent side, on the you know, on the young talent especially, understand 
what the feedback is. You know, take the feedback with grace. Understand that they're talking about the work they're trying to help you. It's not about trying to tear you down. So I, I think it's it's really about the mindset of of how you give the feedback and then how you receive it as well. Yeah, it's a it's a dual kind of relationship there. Um, you know, it's not just on the employer, but it's also on the the hiree as well. You know, when they're when they're thinking about that. Yeah, correct. Nice. I appreciate that. Uh, so we call this show a dose of black joy and caffeine. Well, what is that? Well, then you are the joy for coming on the podcast. And well, if you haven't noticed by now, I'm the caffeine because I could be a little extra at times. You got hey, you got to know yourself, right? But if you had to give our audience a dose of anything that you feel like the industry is currently lacking, we're talking about marketing, advertising, tech, PR, AI, and with our audience, um, Black professionals listening, what would you like to give our audience a dose of that you think we need? I, wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. You are right on brand for yourself. So, yes. Thank you for that, caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I would say a, a little, a little dose of reality, mm -hmm. and 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 the reality I would give is, you know, as we think about um, the industry and we look at equity inclusion, we look at being fair. Um, the reality is, the industry, the industry doesn't care, doesn't care about you, your feelings, your blackness, your brownness. The industry cares about how we could be successful for our clients. And I'm not saying that's and that just that is a business reality. And um, and that is not to deter from all the work that everyone is doing, because we need to do that work. We need to, um, you know, truly double down and ensure that we're doing that work. But the industry's focus is to make money for the industry and and sometimes does not think about the folks that make all that work happen. And I say this so that, you know, the folks that are listening, don't put your personal value into that. So not one campaign that didn't get sold or one thing that you really loved, like it's, it's, it's a business. And so make sure your personal value and your personal worth is found within you and don't look for external forces, especially the industry to do that for you. Wow. We'll take that. We will definitely take that. I think that that's um, a very harsh, but very real reality. Um, especially what you mentioned about um, um, the money, you know, component and it being a business. Uh, we are still off the heels of economic recovery. And, you know, I think even that creative freedom is something that a lot of creative individuals are struggling with where we're tapped into brand love and community building. And now it's just really coming down to that, to that dollar, you know, uh, which was often talked about, but I think not so much. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. You, I mean this, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Please. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I just think about, you know, that's the industry piece, but the other side of that is the people piece. And I think about the people that are doing the work and really making that making the industry because like i said the industry doesn't care but the people need to care yeah and so when i look at my instagram feed or i you know I listen to a podcast and there's shannon washington or walter gear or single like first of all you can just say the first names tiffany singleton adrian like these are people 
who are out there doing the work, kind of calling to task the industry, like we still need to do the work, even though you might not want to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, Dr. Van Graves, you have certainly done the work. You're doing the work yourself. So, I mean, put your name in there. Um, I can only imagine, actually, I can't imagine. So let me not say that. I could say it because I was, I was teaching during that time, but being hired in 2018 at VCU Brand Center, and then to go to 2020 to where you're almost having to revolutionize this new way of education while you're still learning your role. Can you walk us through that time of your career and that dynamic of joining VCU Brand Center, but then in 2020, having to also now think about this new component of you know, yeah. working remotely and virtually. It, I, I, I was thinking about that the more that I read your bio and everything that you've done, but I was like, I, I bet that had to truly be um, an interesting time. Um, it was horrible. I have to be honest <laughs> with you, it was horrible. No, I, I'm not going to lie to you. All right, we're bringing okay. a little joy here. And, you know, um, you know when, I, when I say that, so it's moving from a career that you're used to and are comfortable with. So, and I did, and you know, the first year of any new job and any kind of transition is tough anyway, because you have to make some tough decisions early. Um, and I'll say that was a part of the time when I was being a disruptor and where I needed to be, not because I felt like it was just fun to do. And so I was coming off of that, um, really starting some really interesting things. And then this little thing called COVID happened. I was lucky because, I mean, you know, man plans, but God laughs. I was lucky because in that year, I had really gotten close with my staff and we really started to talk about thinking about innovating for the future and talking about how we train and, and do certain things online and being more flexible and more agile so that we were able to pivot pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, but it was still hard because we were able to pivot, but we didn't plan for it to happen in that moment. Yeah. You know, I, so those, that was, a, you know, a positive. So I think the downside was we were also in the middle of a school year. Um, class of 2020 coming out of the brand center, um, they took a hit. Like these people were, we were prepping for a recruiter session, prepping for their graduation, prepping for, and you know what? They were pissed. Right. And they, you know, and they, and, and they knew that, it wasn't us. It wasn't the school that there's a global pandemic going on, mm -hmm. but they needed somewhere to like, uh, but I want my graduation. We hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hear That's you. It. It's, it's like, like, it's like so, somebody's got to get the vent. That's what yeah, I always exactly. say. Someone, I don't know who's going to be where it's going to show up, but somebody's got to get the vent. <laughs> yeah, and we, we got it. Um, hundred percent. And we tried our best to accommodate, but it was hard because it also then impacted them getting jobs right after graduate. So it was all of those things. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you know, and as a, forget about being a, a director of the brand center as a human being, I hurt for them. And yeah. so I couldn't be mad. Like I was like, well, what do we do? How do we do it? We're, you know, we were having meetings until the wee hours trying to figure out what we could do, but we couldn't have those sessions. We couldn't have a gra the graduation we wanted. We, we invited them back the next year that we were able to have them back, but it, it was hard. And, you know, we learned a lot. We grew a lot. Um, you know, we made it through. There's a lot of schools that didn't. There's a lot of programs that didn't. So, um, and I 
give all the credit to my faculty and staff that never missed a beat that I mean rallied and you know all the things that you normally have as issues from day to day yeah, <laughs> they were great and you know everyone showed each other other grace and 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 thought and good intentions and it and it worked out for us so we were really um lucky and blessed to for, for things to turn out the way they did but it was hard it was hard it was horrible like it was horrible because you've got 200 students whose lives just stopped cold and they had been they were literally invested in this um emotionally and financially and you can't give them what they need or what they want and that part was hard yeah i can only i like i said i i, I can't even you know i Think about that, but um, you know, you all have made it to the other side. Um, is, is there anything that you can tell us? Uh, you know, twenty twenty four. Here we are. That uh, that VCU Brand Center is working on or implementing, and uh, some of the exciting things that you're even just up to professionally. Yeah. So yeah, so the the Brand Center doing some fun things. You know, we are a two year graduate program, as you know, um, mm-hmm. and historically we've been brick and mortar. We're in the process of launching a uh, online master's degree, so wow. so that you know, for those folks who are like to your earlier point, I don't want to stop my career and, and and you know leave New York or wherever and come to Virginia. Well, now here's an opportunity for you to get that master's degree. We're also um, having partnering with the School of Business at VCU to do a concentration as a part of their MBA program. So you can get a concentration uh, in brand on nice. as part of the weekend uh, MBA program. We just acquired the Creative Circus. Um, Congratulations. Very big announcement. Yeah. And, and so we're you know working to actually create programming uh, under the Creative Circus. We're close to announcing a director for that program. Um, so that makes opportunities and makes education within our industry much more accessible from a financial standpoint. um, Also, so that doesn't then require an undergraduate degree just so people can get a taste. So instead of committing to a full program, they can really get a taste of it at at a reasonable price. So trying to do those things. um, What am I doing? Um, You know, I currently I'm the Dean of the um, Creative Academy at Cannes. I've been doing that for a couple of years. It's amazing, again, being able to connect with students and share, um, you know, what I love about this industry. So it's it's good stuff. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on. We certainly have to have a part two because there's a, obviously I could dive into all those different things <laughs> in any different way. But I really do appreciate what you're doing. I think someone, as for myself, that has come out of the portfolio culture and also truly you know, I believe in the power of education, no matter what that looks like. It's great to know that it's in your hands. Uh, I, I didn't, I don't know if you wanted to be there. How I put all <laughs> you like a do a do don't I be mean, giving me more work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, <laughs> but no, I, think, I, I think it's that level of innovative, like innovation where it makes it promising, like, you know, for me and it's hopeful. So, um, no, we, I appreciate all the work that you're doing for sure. Before you get out of here, what's the best way that people can get in touch with you if they want to learn more, you know, directly from you? Yeah, you know, and I'm, I, I love when people do reach out to me. Um, they can reach out. So hop on the Brand Center website. Okay. My information's on there with my bio um, and my email. So reach out, shout out, 
you know, just to say hello or just to check in. Like, love to hear from folks. So, uh, open door. I'm an open door. I love that. Any final words before we end? So, yes, my final words are, and my, I said this by accident with my kids, but it's true. Um, the shuffle is real. Oh, <laughs> well, you're always be shuffling. The shuffle is real. So keep that hustle going and keep it moving. You know, you know, some days are harder than others, but you got this. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Well, listen, you all have heard it here first. Thank you once again for tuning in. As always, stay safe, drink a ton of water, and remember that you deserve a dose of black joy and caffeine. Until next time, I am Madhu.